You know, I had to cheer, trying to get somebody to make some noise. It's sad. Sick me, really. Somehow they coached me into doing this. On the run out, George oh. Maxwell comes out of nowhere and swipes it away against the window. I need to switch companies if Polly was employee of the year. It was a vote between his mother and father, and it was a split decision. <laughs> and now they're having fun. See, buddy, threw it up. Oh, okay, okay, buddy. With his monster. To the rim for Gurry. I saw him split things on the ground. I said, yo, is that a dude? So he's right back the other way. Dolajai in transition, lays it in, gets the friendly roll. Gerard, a deep three. Got it. Fans might want to get used to seeing that. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sibilia with you up until 2 o'clock on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. We've got a couple of guests lined up for you. We'll talk with SU assistant coach Alan Griffin at 1230 as we do at that time every Thursday throughout the college basketball season. And then Brian Higgins will join us at 130. The women with a big game tonight taking on Florida State. We can also talk with Brian about uh, some lacrosse, the SU men's and women's lacrosse seasons, uh, both starting up next week. Plus, your phone calls welcome at any time. 315-437-7644. How are you today, Paulie? I am great, Steve. I uh, wore pink today, hoping that we wouldn't match. I was going to say, I see that. I see that we almost we almost matched again. I've got a lavender slash purple going on. You've got you've, we're we're in the same family at least. Um, I, I did want to start with with some SU basketball today, uh, Paulie, and and some news that was announced last night that that does indirectly affect Syracuse, and that is the ACC conference announcing uh, that Louisville Virginia Tech has now been postponed. And that's been rescheduled for March 3rd. So why does it affect Syracuse? Well, it affects Syracuse in in two potential ways. Number one, we remember that Syracuse is supposed to play Louisville uh, next Wednesday. They have not played since having that positive COVID test within the program, supposedly the night before they were supposed to play Syracuse the first time. We found out about it the morning of. Um, So February, what was it? February 2nd, I guess, was the, the positive test for Louisville. Uh, Syracuse is supposed to play the Cardinals February 17th. We know Chris Mack has come down with COVID. We know that at least one member, if not more, of the team has come down with COVID. And so there's no guarantee that we're going to see this game next week. I think everybody's crossing their fingers. Still don't know. So that's one potential way that the, the rescheduled game last night affects Syracuse. The second way is that you know Syracuse has that whole week off after the North Carolina game on March 1st before the ACC tournament and the hope was that Syracuse could get in a game or two uh you know a reschedule a game or two from from the ones that have been postponed Louisville Clemson Florida State Wake Forest uh Louisville is now off the table because they're taking on Virginia Tech now on March 3rd um so it again is one less option one less opportunity i guess for this team to pick up a quality win um the hope is that they'll play louisville next week uh paulie although there's no guarantee of that but it sounds like they certainly won't be playing them the week after the north carolina game yeah and i wouldn't hold your breath on uh playing on wednesday either right i mean because we don't know when other people on the team got it right you know we know when the original one was but we don't know when the other members of the team tested positive so 
It's concerning. Um, and I've been saying that all along, that there's no guarantee the second game against Louisville is going to take place. Now, if you're wondering about the options for that week after the North Carolina game, I, I went to start looking up the schedules, and then I saw that Mike Waters did all the legwork for me. Uh, Mike actually had a post uh, today on Syracuse.com laying out what the options are, and it, it seems like uh, there's really one option, and that option is Clemson, that uh, Clemson would be available. They The Tigers play... Uh, right around the same time that Syracuse does, they play the 27th uh, against Miami, and then they're off until the ACC tournament. So it is it is possible that Syracuse would be able to sneak in a game there, um, and and get the Tigers to come here on you know March 3rd or 4th or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, take that back. The not uh, the Clemson is off from the 27th to March 6th, so they do play that final weekend of the regular season against Pittsburgh before the ACC tournament. So it is plausible, Paulie, that Syracuse can find a way to to play Clemson that week. The other teams are tied up. Uh, Wake Forest doesn't probably help you all that much anyway. Florida State's tied up that week, and now we know Louisville is tied up that week because of the game against Virginia Tech. So uh, as of right now, anyway, it seems like Clemson would be an option. Well, that's one game. You know, that's great. You know, it's... It, it, it's really frustrating as a fan that uh, that they didn't think this through better. Uh, I, I don't know how they could have done it. it Maybe staggering the scheduling a little bit differently. You know, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday games, something like that different this year. I know TV runs it all, but it's it's just frustrating that they didn't have an answer for this going into the year. You know, and now they're scrambling it. because we all... We all said, Paulie, when the schedule was released, I mean, that was the first thing everyone noticed. Literally everyone noticed. I mean, Seth and I were talking about it that day when we talked about the schedule being released, that there's no wiggle room here. You know, what happens when there are positive COVID tests? Because you know there are going to be positive COVID tests. You know teams are going to go on pause. You know teams are going to have to sit out for 10, 14 days, whatever the case may be. Why not build in some wiggle room? And you said, you know, how do you do it? Well, you know, maybe you don't play non-conference games, or maybe you start the conference games a little bit earlier. As you know, to, to your point, build in some flexibility. Maybe you build in. You know, Syracuse has that week off after the final regular season game before the ACC tournament. Why not build that in for everyone? And then you can spend that you know seven to ten day stretch. Teams making up two, three, four games. Uh, you know, whatever they need to do. Um, but you don't have that flexibility. Syracuse is off that week, but. You know, again, outside of Clemson, it, it pretty much the teams that Syracuse needs to play, they're all tied up. So it, it is unfortunate because, again, I think that this we could all anticipate that this was going to be a problem. And, and to your point, you know, the ACC just went ahead and for TV purposes just said, "Ah, don't worry about it. We'll, you know, we'll be fine. We'll get through it." Um, and now here we are, and this is—it's kind of like I told you so. It, this is the problem that we all force, you know, foresaw, or you know, we we could foresee this at the time that the schedule was was released that that this was going to be an issue. And sure enough, less than a month left in the regular season, and this is an issue. Teams are scrambling to try and make up games. Like Syracuse should be able to add. Like someone should know if they're playing Louisville by now. It should be announced that they're either playing or not. And, like, I'm just going through everybody's schedule as we're sitting here. Syracuse, instead of going to Louisville, could go to Miami on Wednesday if someone made a decision right now to make that happen. You know? I don't get why that isn't part of the plan. Like, there wasn't a, you know what, we got to, we got to, if we're going to be postponed, you're going to miss this many games, and boom, and, and we'll figure it out. Like, you know, 
Miami doesn't have a game on Wednesday. Syracuse doesn't have a game on Wednesday. They've played once. Let's uh, let's make that a home and home and and give it to the Louisville game. You know, it's yeah, and, and maybe that's going on behind the scenes. Um, but you're right in that we can all count. So whenever, and we don't know when these these new positive tests pop up. But if you're within the window where that game is going to get canceled, so to your point, figure it out now. All right, that game can't be played. How do you how do you find a replacement game? Um, if it falls outside the window of when you know Louisville players would have to quarantine, then you can plan on playing that game. And we know that things will pop up. Like the first time they were supposed to meet, you know, positive test popped up the night before, and you know we all found out about it the day of the game. Okay, there's not much you can do about that. But if they know that all right, this falls within the the window of there's no way we're going to be able to play this game then you're right. They should be trying to come up with a contingency plan, and the the conference should be facilitating that. And maybe they are behind the scenes, but it does seem like they don't have much of a plan in place, at least publicly. You know, they announced that these games are canceled, and, well, it'll have to be rescheduled at some point. Now, with this Louisville-Virginia Tech game, they did reschedule it for, you know, an open date that both teams happen to have. Uh, But unfortunately, the Orange has not been uh, so fortunate to this point. And you say that last week part of the ACC tournament – do you want to play Friday? It would be Friday, Tuesday. I guess the latest you could play would be Friday that week. Well, a so lot you, of teams are playing that weekend. A lot of teams are, you know, there are a lot of teams playing Saturday. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to play so you, Saturday you know, going in. Yeah. And you're hopefully not playing Tuesday, right? right? You're hopefully right. not playing until Wednesday. So I think Saturday would be fine. Um, again, as Mike pointed out in his his article, uh, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday of that week would be just fine. You know, you play North Carolina over the weekend, you play Clemson at home, you know, either Tuesday or Wednesday, and then that, you know, that probably is the one game you'll be able to make up because the other opponents you need to reschedule with are, are tied up at the moment. But, you know, if somebody came free or there was another positive test in a different program and, you know, Wake or Florida State uh, came open that weekend – you could play Saturday, and then you wouldn't be playing again until Tuesday or Wednesday, and then you get two in. But right now, as of as of right now, looks like you might only be able to schedule uh, one of these games. Like, so you can't afford to lose anymore, I guess, is the point, Paulie. Yeah, well, I mean, that's they, what they I'm need saying. To play, they need to play next Wednesday. Hopefully it's against Louisville because that would be a quality opponent, but they need to play a game next Wednesday. If not, they need to get Miami on the horn right now. Right now. How boring like of a life do I have? Problems, Pauling. How boring of a life do I have that I'm sitting here looking at Miami's schedule? Like, you've got connections up on the SU Hill. Make it happen. No, I don't. Cuse, Miami, Wednesday night. It would have to be in Coral Gables, right? So, okay, you're going. You were going to Louisville, anyways. The the problem is though that that game wouldn't help you all that much, and Syracuse. But it wouldn't needs hurt you. If you go yeah. down and you take care of business, <laughs> if you go down and take care of business, it's another win on your resume. Like it, it makes that left column look a lot prettier. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you do need wins first and foremost. Um, you need wins over quality opponents. So hopefully, this game is played. I mean, it would be an enormous game. Again, you're running out of quad one opportunities. You know, Duke and Georgia Tech still on the schedule. Duke is now a borderline quad one opportunity. Um, you know, Louisville would be, you know, certainly a quad one. And and Georgia Tech is solidly in the top 75 at the moment. moment. They're in the 60s of the net rankings. Um, but again, that that could end up going either way if, if Georgia Tech stumbles down the stretch. So 
this Louisville game is important for a lot of reasons, and and hopefully it will be played. We do have to take our first time out, 315-437-7644. When we return, we're going to play a game of uh, buy or sell. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation. All right, we've got SU assistant coach Alan Griffin set to join us in about 15 minutes. I, I do think, Paulie, that that's a segment at some point. Yeah. Uh, right. What Muppet are you? Yes. That uh, could be fun. Yeah. But not right now. If you're missing out on uh, all the fun, join us on Q Sports Talk on Twitch as uh, the chat room right now blowing up with which Muppet everybody is that has any association with this show. So, Yeah. It's uh, that's a lot of fun. We should do that at some point. How do you but feel about Invogue uh, for right now? How do you feel about yeah, Invogue? I'm okay with it. Good, I like Invogue. I'm okay with Invogue. I had yeah. a crush on okay. all of them when I was in high school. All of them? Yes, they are very. Are they that? Are they that old? You had a, I guess. I guess they are that old. I guess yeah. that was a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, all right, we'll save the Muppet segment for some other time. <laughs> We've got uh, a buy or sell segment, though, with uh, our producer, Jordan, coming up now. Uh, buy or sell uh, SU basketball-related segment here, Jordan. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing well. So uh, so explain this to us. What do, we, uh, what do we have today? Let's go. You hear the music. That means it's time for buy or sell. And today what we're doing is we're going to buy or sell Syracuse basketball's remaining games on the schedule. Pretty self-explanatory. You think it's a win, you're going to buy it. You think they're going to lose, you sell it. And let's start with Saturday at Boston College. Uh, It's a home game against Boston College. I'm absolutely buying this. Uh, Right. we We saw the game at Boston College and Cuse won by like 100. Um and you know we know that BC is and I mean they, they're just in a bad way right now. So uh, yeah, for a lot of reasons, I, I think you, uh, you you buy this big time, Paulie. Yeah, without a question, I'm buying that. You know, if you can't buy that, you're in big trouble. If you can't afford to buy the BC <laughs> game, you're broke. You should. I was gonna say you shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. You shouldn't be buying anything if you can't buy the BC yes. game. Wednesday against Louisville. That's kind of interesting. Uh, are we going to buy that this game's even going to happen like you alluded to earlier, Paulie? If it happens, I'm I'm selling. Selling on Louisville. Really? Yeah. Why are you, you shocked they by wouldn't have played? Well, they wouldn't have played in like 3 weeks. I'm selling. I I, I think of the of the 3 games that are left in quad 1, um and I know that Louisville's not necessarily a great matchup for Syracuse in some ways, but I, I'm buying this one. I, I think that if the game is played, I think Syracuse goes down and wins this game. Uh, Louisville will be coming off a long pause. You, you can't tell me that. Uh, you know, I know that everybody's staying in shape and all that. There, this this whole thing has an effect. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, and it, it, it's kind of like the season on the line for Syracuse. I mean, you you pick up a win in Louisville, and that drastically helps. Uh, your NCAA tournament chances. So, yeah, I'm I'm buying this one, Jordan, if the game is played. I've been skeptical all along about whether or not the game would be played, but if it is played, I- I'm buying the orange. What are we thinking about Notre Dame? That's going to be on the 20th of February. It's a home game. I struggle with this one. I'm going to buy it, but Notre Dame can shoot, and if they can break down the zone, they're in big trouble. 
Uh, it's a. I, I don't know why I feel like it's a not a great matchup, but I am going to buy Notre Dame. Trap game, right? Could be a trap game. You know, if you if they beat NC State, BC, Louisville, as I'm suggesting, that would be you know three in a row. Um, it would be the game between Louisville and Duke. A couple of road games, a couple of big road games, and you know Notre Dame and the bottom half of the ACC conference would be one of those you know so-called trap games. Syracuse is better than Notre Dame, and you know you're you're right, Paulie, that if Notre Dame gets hot, that that could be trouble. I mean, just ask Duke. They you know went down to Cameron and scored a lot of points on the Blue Devils the other night and, and knocked them off. Uh, but I do think Syracuse is is better than Notre Dame, and so. I'm buying this as well. I'm buying a four-game winning streak right now. NC State, BC, Louisville, Notre Dame. I'm I'm buying a four-game winning Take streak. Take my money now. I uh, now for Steve. That we need that sound. Oh, we need that uh, drop from Futurama when Fry says, "Take my money now," because Steve is just throwing his vast TV money around like it's he's showing off. He's a braggart. He's <laughs> buying everything. These games individually, I'm being asked individually. I these individual games, I think Syracuse is is going to win these games. Okay. And I realize when you put it all together, it sounds like a daunting task four in a row. But I don't know. They're going to make the tournament. They got to do it. You're building so, quite the portfolio. They're going to they're they're playing with a sense of urgency. So I I I think they're going to win these three. With all the buying all you're doing, hold on, hold on. While you're with all the buying you're doing, uh, they're going to start uh, stopping you from buying on. Uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood, you're shutting down Robin Hood with all these buys. Go ahead. <laughs> you might hear that sound, Paul. You might hear the sound you suggested coming up soon. Steve, I'm going to need you to not be a homer for this one and not exactly. Not a homer. Oh. You but, asked my opinion. But when Duke's oh, coming up. Duke. But okay. when Duke's Ha-ha. coming up for the next LOL. game, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. So... I think they win four in a row. I think they split those games at Duke and at Georgia Tech. I'm not sure which one they lose. I don't think they're winning them both. I think they win one, lose one. So whichever one you want to pick. If I say they're going to lose to Duke, you're going to say that, oh, you know, you're going to call me a Duke fan. Um, but I, I'm that's I'm, that's my position. I'm sticking to it. They're going to split those games. I am buying Duke. Syracuse traditionally does well down there compared to, to most teams. I think Syracuse and Notre Dame both do fairly well down there. So I am buying on the Duke game. All right. All right. February 27th, Georgia Tech. Well, I already chimed in on this, Pauly. I think they're splitting those two. So you, you can you, you can't can do Georgia it that Tech way. Yourself. You gotta, you that's get, what I'm doing. You, don't, you Rod, can't just what I'm doing. pick two games and say they're going to split them. Fine. They lose to Duke. They beat Georgia Tech. I'm going the opposite way. I'm selling on Georgia okay. Tech. Right okay. now, all the way up to March. What right now is going to be the season finale, March 1st, UNC at the Dome. Going to be a huge game probably for tournament implications. Are you buying or are you selling? Um, I, I don't like North Carolina. I don't like the matchup in North Carolina. I, di- I didn't like it down there. I don't like it here. Um, I don't think they're beating the Tar Heels. But I do think that they will have a game the following week. You know, as Mike pointed out, I do think that that Clemson thing may happen. Um, and I would like Syracuse to, well, again, it's, it's tough because that that is a tough matchup for them. 
But if they need it to make the NCAA tournament and they're playing with a little bit of sense of urgency, I could see them winning that game. I don't think they're going to beat North Carolina, though. Yeah, I'm selling also. Uh, now, if they play Clemson, are we doing a buy and sell on the next Clemson game? Well, that's what I just said, is that it's it's hard to pick Syracuse to beat Clemson, given what we just saw. Um, but if, if they're in a position where it's kind of like do or die, um, I, I could see them winning that game. I, I would buy Clemson way before I would buy a UNC win. By North, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I would agree on that. I, I, I do not like the way they match up against Carolina. Um, and, you know, <laughs> Carolina game was closer, right, than, than Clemson. But um, I... I I just think from a talent perspective, too, I, I do think Syracuse matches up with Clemson from a talent perspective, maybe outside of Amir Sims. Um, I just don't like the physicality they're and not the shoot and the size. They're the not going to shoot 12% that, in a game the either, though, right? right? And it's going to be home. And, yeah. hey, we, we haven't really talked about this, but it's probably going to be in front of some fans, some students. I don't know how much that'll matter, but uh, my guess is we'll see students by then. Uh, Cuomo yesterday said that, Stadiums with 10,000 seats or more could allow fans in beginning February 23rd. So that would be the North Carolina game. Um, and that would be, you know, anything that happened after that, obviously, which which could be this Clemson rematch. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how I feel about the fans being there. And it's not going to make a huge difference. But I, I want to see that Clemson game now. Because now that I think about it, Syracuse is at shooting 12% and a half again this year. Against anybody, you know. Yeah, the I North- mean, that was that was, yeah, that was one of those days that it. Just, I mean, it wasn't their day for a lot of reasons. Clemson had a lot to do with that, but uh, yeah, I don't. I can't imagine we're going to see a twelve percent shooting performance North- and a half again. The North Carolina game, you could say, is they don't match up with North Carolina, and in the, in the record against North right. Carolina shows that in their history. Um, but, but I, yeah. I, I think no, they can match I'm up with Clemson that. if they're shooting the ball well. Yeah, and again, if that game means what I think it's going to mean, you know, you add the the sense of urgency and desperation to that game. I, I do think that that would uh, that would help out the Orange. All right, we do have to take a time out here. When we return, SU assistant coach Alan Griffin will join us on the other side. We're back after this on ESPN Radio on Twitch Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio ninety seven point seven at one hundred point one. This is Orange Nation. All right, hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Pauly Sibilia with you up until 2 o'clock. We've got Brian Higgins set to join us at 1.30. The SU women with a big game tonight uh, taking on Florida State, and we can also talk some lacrosse with, with Brian as well. I, I always uh, I call you out, Pauly, when I, when I like the bump backs. Um, do I get to do the same thing when I'm kind of indifferent? What, what was that that we that just listened to? That is Bananarama we, we... in Fun Boy 3, and I think it's – it's not Stinks. a great. It's not a great song, but it's great bump music. Okay, I my vote is that's not a keeper. We have so many other great ones. I that one doesn't, especially to start the hour. Like I, I, I want, I want to get like pumped up going. Well, I have no, hour, I have so. no, I have no control over when they play. It's just random. Yeah, it's just random when they pop up. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But I, I love that. I that think one. no, no. That I get, no? I get okay. a song every right. once in a while. I, okay, I think so that's, that's a great okay. bump song. Okay, makes me happy. I feel like I if it's it. like a somber, it's like a somber segment, or like I, I generally like a little more energy going in. But that's okay. Um, you want me to try another yes, one? You, yes, please. Just pick the next uh, one. 
Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation. All right, it's a little better. This is a great song, a little, too. Little Whitney, little Whitney, Steve. Little Whitney. If this doesn't make you All happy, right. nothing does. Fair enough. That brings me back to my childhood. All right. Uh, we're, we're joined here by our producer, Jordan, uh, to kick off uh, hour number two. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing we call today's business. Our Paul. take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. All right, Jordan, what do you have for us? I am starting you guys off with an absolute doozy today, and I'm very excited to hear your answers. So, Rams quarterback Matt Stafford said that asking for a trade from the Lions was one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. I think he said it was the hardest. So I want to know, excuse me, conversation. So hardest conversation he's had to have. So I want to know what's the hardest conversation that you guys have ever had to have. Oh, that is a tough question. Um, I could go super serious on you here, um, which I probably won't. Yeah, don't bring the room down, bro. My bump music yeah. already did that. Yeah. Um, Why don't we hear Paulie's first? I'm gonna, yeah, let's go. Let's go with Paulie's first. Let me let me figure out mine. Mine wasn't a hard to do. I would say it's always hard to do, but. It, it was difficult in why it happened. I had to let someone go from a job here for watching something completely inappropriate on one of the work computers. And it was one of the most awkward and difficult conversations I've ever had because I had to explain to him why he was being let go. And uh, it wasn't pretty. So that came to mind to me as well. I've I've had to fire two people in my life. Um, that is very difficult. There's no doubt about yeah, it. It's not the super fun. serious thing I was going to bring up. Uh, and Polly, I know that uh, you've dealt with this as well. Um, you know, when when you have a parent who's sick and you know they're not going to get better. So yeah. that we're, we'll save that one because I don't want to get into that. The one that the the other one that comes to mind for me was senior year in high school. I went to a party. And I had a I had a curfew. The next morning, I was going to go to Ithaca College on my recruiting visit with my father. So I went to a party. Uh, there was some alcoholic beverages being had. I did not partake. I really didn't. I did not drink in high school. Um, and I had to get home for my curfew. The problem was there was somebody parked behind me. And I, I couldn't find whose car it was, and I had to get out. And I was, in, I was in the driveway, and I had to get out. Long story short, I was running about 45 minutes late. A good friend of mine who had been consuming a little bit of alcohol was there, and he needed a ride home. And obviously, I didn't want him to drive, so I said, okay, I'll drive you home. I was running late. I was speeding on my way home. You can probably see where this is going. Um, and I got pulled over. On Genesee Street, you probably you you probably know what the speed limit is there. There's a spot where it's 35, right where you pass the the Camillus Police on the left hand side. I was yep. going, you know, towards Fairmount. Yeah. And I was going. Uh, well, the officer said I was going 56, which to this day I claim that that wasn't the case, but I claim that he wanted me to be going 21 miles per hour over the speed limit because if you go 21 miles per hour over the speed limit, that's six points on your license, opposed to 20 miles over your speed limit, which is tw which is three points on your license. 
So he said I was going 56. I still don't think I, – I swear to this day I thought it was 45 where I was, but he says it was 35. He said I was going 56, and, you know, maybe he was right. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, you kind of know where this is going. I was about an hour late past my curfew. They were My parents were already upset about that. Um, I had to tell my, my father what happened, and it was just me and him going to, to Ithaca the next day. My mom was ill, and it's about, what, an hour and 15-minute drive the first 45 minutes of the drive, he did not speak. He did not say a word, not a single word for the first 45 minutes while we were, it was the most awkward thing of my life. And then the last half hour, it was, you know, speech time. And just, I, you know, he just, he ripped into me and it was, you know, lesson learned. And oh my God, that was, that was one of the, I can't say it's the most difficult conversation I've had to have, but in some ways it was Um, just that whole ride and, you know, going through the visit and then driving back. And I ended up going to Ithaca, so I, I liked the school. But the ride back and forth was extremely uncomfortable. And, uh, and yes, lesson learned uh, that day by young Stephen Fonte Jr. Oh, my parents would have died to have that conversation with me. <laughs> that, would have been, that was nothing for the amount of times I got yeah, suspended was, was and in trouble. Me, yeah. yeah, that, that was, was the a, most Steve story ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the school called my house every day, you know. Paulie did this. Paulie did that. So yeah, getting in trouble with the parents was was not very difficult. I was numb. Commonplace for you? Yeah, very numb. Commonplace. Yeah. Hour right. late. I was not used to that. Hour late. Well, the bigger deal was the ticket and why I was late and the you know the friend drinking and I mean I I told him everything like I didn't I didn't hold back I explained the story. And in some ways, you know, it helped me. And I think in some ways it, it made it even worse on me. So I, anyway. I had a first floor bedroom when I was in high school. And I got really drunk at a high school party. And my window was always unlocked and it slid. And uh, my friends brought me home and put me in the in my room through the window and I just <laughs> fell on the ground. The yeah. And I just kind of fell on the ground and my mom walked in as they were like throwing my drunk body into the, into the bedroom. <laughs> oh, the good old days. That's a Pauly story. Yes. For you. That sounds right. like a very Pauly story. That's why story. I don't drink right. anymore. <laughs> All right, Jordan, did we, uh, did we succeed in what you were looking for there? That was riveting. Yes. Steve got a right, ticket. What else you have for us? Oh, shocking. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Six points on my license, Paul. I just I literally just gotten my license. I was 17. Uh, you get 11 points and it's suspended. So I was, it was six points. That was a lot. You're a hellion. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what else? All right. The Boston Red Sox seem to be in a uh, rebuild in tank mode. They just traded Andrew Benintendi to the Royals. Um, now Mookie Betts is gone. Jackie Bradley Jr. Who knows what's going on with him? And Sia Benatendi. Are you guys happy to see the Red Sox just plummeting? I think you're you're asking the wrong ESPN radio host that question. Uh, that would be a question for for Brent Axe, the the Red Sox fan. Um, as a Yankee fan, of course. I mean, of course, I'm I'm happy to see them them rebuilding. Just like as a Bills fan, I was happy to see the Patriots rebuilding and uh, struggling this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, as a as a Yankee fan, I I am. Uh, you know, Paulie's got no skin in the game. So why don't we ask Paulie? Yeah, I think it's bad for baseball. I think it's always good when the Red Sox and Yankees are fighting it out. But uh, 
I'm into, I could care less, uh, you know? Yeah. But go Padres. Yes. Right. But I'm a very much, I, I think it's but baseball is more fun when the Yankees and Red Sox are both good. All right. I, I agree with that.